Hi, this is Hetty. And this is Tina. And this is Love and Inclusion in, in the, the Real, Real World. World. So welcome to episode nine. Episode nine, yikes. <laughs> We're almost to a double digit, so that feels really exciting. We need um, to celebrate. We should celebrate. Yes. When we get to a thousand listens, oh yeah, I think we'll have a big celebration, and we're really not that far away. No, we're like not. relative to right. when we had zero listens. So yes, that's pretty exciting, and we'll keep you posted on that. <laughs> so today we're going to do another round of um, self advocacy, speaking up and speaking out. But we have a new guest today. Yes. Yeah. So exciting. Um, I would love for you to share a little bit about how you met Allie. So, gosh, a couple weeks ago, I met Allie for coffee. Uh, We have a mutual friend who all of you should be friends with him, too, because he's been a a guest on our podcast. So Matt, uh, Matt Clovin, he was like, Tina, I really want you to meet Allie. Uh, And we met for coffee. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Allie, I love you. And you need to be on our podcast. (laughs) Um, I I don't really want to share too much because I don't want to speak for her and I want her voice to be heard. Um, but I just want you all to know that she is amazing and you're going to love her. <laughs> all right. So we're going to start out by just grounding us again one more time in um, what we mean when we say self-advocate. And so we can start with the dictionary definition. Yes. Um, and I have a couple of them. So... Um, self-advocacy occurs anytime people speak or act on their own behalf to improve their quality of life, affect personal change, or correct inequalities. And self-advocacy is referred to as an ability to articulate one's needs and make informed decisions about the supports necessary to meet those needs. I, I think it's a really important concept um, that hopefully we always teach all of our kids, right, to recognize the things that they need and to speak up and say, hey, when they need them, this yes. is what I need. It's, But the reality is we don't call every kid a self-advocate, right? right? Yes. We call, when, when kids um, and young people and young adults are um, living with a disability, that's when we say, yes, you're a self-advocate. You're but the basic idea is, hey, I know what I need to be successful and I have the gumption and the courage and the drive, the drive. to yeah. say to somebody else, this is right. what I need. And this is how I, this is how you can support me. And this is how you can give me what I need kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I also, though, as I've been like, as we've been doing more of this, I've realized that I, that's a weakness of mine, right? Mm-hmm. Is working on what I do I need and being able to express that. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a good skill for everybody to, to know and for to sure. use. Um, so some of the things that um, we believe and like values around self-advocacy is, you know, one of the, one of the things that's really important is um, being a person first. Mm-hmm. Um, making our own decisions. Um, believing that my value, that believing in my value as a person. So believing that I have value. Um, And then having other people who believe in you, right? So you have to believe yourself that you have value as a person and you need other people in your circle who also believe in your value as a person um, and who believe that you can. Right, right? exactly. Um, Nobody needs to surround themselves with people who say, you can't, you can't, you can't. Right. And if you're doing that, Stop. Stop and find a new circle. And find <laughs> people who say you can, you can. You right. Can. So um, some principles of self-advocacy are empowerment. Equal opportunity. Um, learning and living together. Um, institutions are bad for people. 
Why do I always get that one? I don't know. Institutions are so bad. Yes. Institutions are bad for people. And then just the idea of non-labeling, right? Like we walk through life with all sorts of um, labels. And I think the only good labels are the labels that we pick for ourselves that like I can label myself as a mom because I picked that for myself. It's important to me, but I don't want other people to lay labels on me. So, um, and then we have our own, um, well, it's not our own definition yeah, we didn't of advocacy. Come up we didn't it. come up with it, but, but we really we like it. Adopted it, right? So it's a series of actions taken and issues highlighted to change the what is into the what should be, considering that this what should be is a more decent and a more just society. And um, we really believe that that's a definition that anybody right. um, can like grab onto. Yeah. Like even if we have different. Um, perspectives or beliefs or different ways to go about something. Really, the idea is that when we look look at the world, it is a certain way. Right. But it should be another way, and we can work together to move it so to move that. it to that way. Yes. So, um, with all those thoughts in mind, um, I think that we could. I think we should get to our guests. Get to right? our guests. I mean, I think yeah. it's great that you guys want to hear us, but. Um, we love it when we have guests too. Yeah. So, um, without further ado, we're going to introduce Allie. <laughs> Hi, Allie. Hi. Thanks for Welcome. coming today. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> so, we like for you just to start by just sharing with our audience some good stuff about yourself. So, right now I'm in college and working at an elementary school with special needs kids, or how to say that? Yeah, that's a good way to say it. <laughs> okay. And um, I did uh, abroad last year, so I went to India and Nepal and then Guatemala for a year and experienced that. I did a CNA class during my high school, during senior year of my high school, so still learning all this (laughs) advocacy stuff myself, so. Um, what are you studying in college? I'm studying how to be a nurse. Yes. So Good stuff. I've always wanted to do that, so it's kind of wanting to follow through. through well, with and that. you said something about CNA. So you have your mm-hmm. license? Yes. Is that what it's called? License? Yes, yeah, okay. okay, okay. So you already have that. Um, what year did you graduate high school? I graduated 2018. Yeah. Okay, wow. That was just... A year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, you're right on track. <laughs> and then you traveled for a year, and now you're back working and going to college. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite thing about working with kids? Just, I don't know. I just love all of it. It's, I can't really choose one because just everything's my favorite. I love how they just like absolutely adore me. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. That's good. And I adore them, so it's like kind of. I just like helping them out too. It's, I'm a giver, not really like, I don't really like receiving anything. I'm more of a giver, so it's uh-huh. like, I don't know how to quite ask for what I need yet. I'm learning about Yeah, that. ooh, I like that. I like that yeah. you use the power of yet. Like, I don't know yet. I like that. Good mm-hmm. job. Yeah. So that probably feeds into your desire to be a nurse, that you yes. see yourself as a giver. Yes, yeah. that's like what's my drive, I guess, so. Yeah, and so that's why you took the CNA course in preparation for nursing school? Yeah, it was through my high school, so they 
paid for it. So I went to Front Range Community College in the morning and then high school in the afternoon. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. For a busy senior year. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. And then throughout that, I was um, in unified sports. So I was helping the special needs kids there, like, be involved with sports and stuff. And that nice. was kind of hard for me, too, because... I do have a disability, so it was kind of hard, like, helping out, but I didn't want to, like, be labeled as disabled, too. It was like, I want to help out with people with disabilities, and that's totally okay, but I don't want to be labeled as one. It was mm-hmm. kind of, it's super confusing, but it's like, I don't know. It was kind of hard for me, because yeah, I didn't I want valid. people to, like, help me, but then also I wanted to help other people with right. the same kind of disability. It was confusing. It was, like, kind of hypocritical. Well, I mean, I I think that's a good thing. I think that's, and that, like, um, like, that's something that you know that you kind of battle with internally, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I know that I have a disability, um, but I don't need your help, right? But I also know that this person could use my help, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's, um, that's a good thing to identify about, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, I think too that, like, like Cora, for instance, um, I don't, like, I don't think she would think, oh, like, this person's helping me. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. She would just think, wow, like, I could hang out with this super yeah. fun person, right? Because right? yeah. um, I because I'm not sure that she necessarily perceives that she, need, she needs right. help mm-hmm. either, right? And really, the reality is, is that all humans need some right. level of help, oh my gosh, right? Yeah. Just to make it Right. Oh, yeah. And, and I think <laughs> I would pay back on that with Brady, too. Like, I don't think he thinks he needs help either. And I think he would just be like, oh, a cute girl's helping me. Like, I mean, that's really Brady's reality. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, so Tina shared with me that you kind of really have a neat story about your CNA experience. Oh, yeah. And if you feel up to comfortable, we would love for you to share that. Yeah. So... When I was getting my CNA license, after a few classes, they realized I couldn't quite use my left side that well and read my papers about who I was and didn't quite want to meet me and just said, no, she can't do it. So that was like the first time I was really discriminated against mm-hmm. in like person. And I just, what I realized was, oh my gosh, people still like... So let's just repeat that just to make sure. So basically what happened was you were already part of this program, right? Mm-hmm. And then they, they took a piece of paper that they read about you, which I'm guessing possibly maybe your IEP. Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. So so they took this piece of paper and then they read it and then they said, oh, she can't be in this program anymore. Right. It would Is be that, unsafe. Or yeah. Without even meeting you. Yeah. So yeah. I had to like fight saying, hey, just meet me. Show, Let me show you what I can do. And if I can't do it then okay, I'll find something else, but just let me show you first. Yeah. So that was... Can, what gave you the strength to do that or the courage to do that? Well, also, like, my parents kind of helped me out and was just kind of there saying, no, don't let her do that or Good. don't let them do that. Yeah. Because I'm still, they're trying to teach me how to, like, be an advocate still because I never really learned how to do it. I'm kind of self-learning because I never learned that in high school or right. any of that stuff. It was more like... um my parents doing it or other teachers or whatever and so that was just really hard but then at the end of it 
the person who said that I couldn't do it was my biggest advocate or supporter in the whole thing and went to OT things for accommodations and That's amazing. was like totally supporting me. And so. so now that person actually I'm sure tells that story a lot like I put a limitation <laughs> on this person and I hadn't even known them. Like you you, you <laughs> changed your projection or his I, I'm assuming yeah. it's a girl that, yeah, that I should okay thank you. Um, so you changed the way that she views things now mm-hmm. so and earlier you mentioned how you're working on your self-advocacy skills. I think you have really have way more skills than, than you give yourself credit for. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. um, and it's always easier for somebody else to see. It's always easier for the person to see their own flaws, right? And it's and so, like, from an outsider looking in, I'm like, oh, my gosh, no, you just went to bat with a college professor and you were still in high school. Like, I don't know very many high schoolers that could do that, let alone college college students, right? Um, and so, I mean, well done. Good yeah. job. <laughs> Super well done. Yeah. I mean, it was kind yeah. of a slap in the face, I guess, knowing that somebody can still, like, discriminate. Right. It's like, I didn't quite know that was still a thing, and then it kind of happened to me, so it was like, oh my gosh. Like, this happens, right? Like, yeah. It's kind of freaky. Like, seriously, this is still happening? Like, mm-hmm. I thought this was 2019, right? Like, well, I guess back then, 2018. Yeah. But 2018. Yeah. Which was just last year. Like, let's be real here. I do think, you know, a lot of times um, people discriminate, like, a like well-meaning, well-intentioned people discriminate and they don't even realize, realize that's what understand. they're, like they don't really get that that's what they're doing. Right. And um, they they really need somebody to say, hey, wait a minute, like step back, step back and think about like what you just said right. or what you just did um, and how discriminatory that is. And I, you know, it's something that like, we think a lot about in terms of education, right? Mm-hmm. When you think yeah. about kids who aren't allowed to be educated with their peers because of whatever label they've been given, you know, and mm-hmm. that really, if you were thinking about different groups of marginalized kids and said, well, they can't be with all the other kids, it would be obvious that it was discrimination, right. but it's mm-hmm. not so obvious when it comes to disability. And, um, yeah. and I think that really... It's great if you can identify people who um, aren't hard-headed or mean-spirited or whatever. They just don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can be the one, like, with this professor to say, hey, wait a minute. Like, yeah. I've got all kinds of skills. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Stand back. Right, exactly. Hold <laughs> up. Yeah. Buckle up. I'm about to show you. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, and then, so then you graduated from that, graduated from high school, and then you traveled abroad. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was still kind of hard, too, because after my whole CNA stuff, I still kind of believe that everybody thought that I couldn't quite do it. So I kind of put that label on myself, which mm-hmm. wasn't quite okay. And it's kind of like, what you were thinking, Allie? That's kind of silly type thing. And so... That was still kind of hard to try to work that out, and I was kind of scared being in another country alone. For sure. With so you traveled alone? Or, well, the second semester, so that was a little bit more of, like, alone, but also I just met these group of people, like, for a week, and then I had to travel for So you, don't even, you didn't even know them? Not quite, really. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it was kind of just, like, how are they going to help me? How are they going to, like, label me? I had to 
I was kind of right. thinking about that. that. And it's yeah. Just like, how am I going to ask for help? Because I know I don't really like help or asking for help because it's just hard. Because in my mind, I just don't want to feel weak or look weak right. or whatever. Yeah. And so I had to remind myself, you know, it's okay. Everybody asks for right. help. Yeah. So yeah. It's okay that you need to. You're just asking in a different way. And then don't you feel better once you're asked for help and you get it? Like, yeah. wow, why did I? Like, I mean, even for myself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'm like, gosh, I really could use help here. And then you ask for help and someone's like, sure, no problem. And then you're like, oh, that was easy. Like, yeah. you know, like how yeah. hard did, how hard did you perceive it to be in your head before it really happened? Yeah. You know, you said something before we started recording um, that I, I hope it's okay to bring up. Um, you said... Your whole life, you were told you could do and be whoever you wanted mm-hmm. up until like high school, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Wait, hold on, right?" And yeah. how how that was a huge like, "Oh my gosh, is this is this really life, right?" Like, yeah. and so um, can you kind of mention that again? Like, okay, yeah. So it was really hard for me to hear, kind of like, "Oh no, you can't do that. You can't become a nurse or have a CNA license and that really just kind of blew up my world because I've always wanted to like be a nurse or a doctor and just help out because I had so much help so I just kind of wanted to give back through that and so it was kind of just hard hearing that I was like I wanted to do that my whole entire life since I was like six so it was just really hard and just kind of frustrating that people kept on saying that because just a year ago or two ago you were saying you can do whatever you wanted to right. do and get your mind to or put your mind to so it was kind of like why would you just you just said that I could <laughs> what just changed your mind type thing so yeah it was just super hard to realize that kind of have to stick up for yourself a little more than you thought. Well, and, and now you can be like, Nana Boo-Boo, look, I have my CNA. I mean, maybe not Nana Boo-Boo. Maybe, maybe you are a little bit more mature than me. <laughs> <laughs> we like but, Nana Nana Boo-Boo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, but, you know, now you have your CNA license and you, um, you're working at a school and you're going to school. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, how did I get here? If I was <laughs> in high school saying that would, somebody told me that I was going to do this when I was in high school, I was like, crazy, I'm right. not going to do that. Right. Yeah, so even if somebody was saying, oh, you're going to just travel to India and Nepal and Guatemala for a whole year, I would be like, no, you're not. I know I'm not. I'm going to probably go to the range or something kind of thing. Yeah. What made you um, decide to travel? I'm curious. So I wasn't quite ready for high or college so I wasn't ready for that whole sitting in classroom for mm-hmm. six hours a day yeah. or and then needing to study for another like four for every class so it was mm-hmm. like I'm not ready for that I need a break from that and then I found this program through a university Naropa University in Boulder and so it's called leap year and so the first semester you get to choose to go to India or Nepal in Nepal or Central America and for the first semester and through that I had retreats too to like get to know people or my schoolwork and do schoolwork at the same time while I was traveling that was kind of hard because 
how do you do work while you're in another country type yeah. thing. Right. How do you stay focused? Yeah. <laughs> so busy. It was sometimes it's really tiring and I get tired a little bit quicker than most people. So it was kind of hard to just keep up with everybody. And so I had to slow down a couple times. So that was really fun. And then for my solo internship, the second semester, I wanted to go to Kenya, but the whole leap year was all like, I can't support you with that because it'd be hard with your disability type thing. So we can't let you do that. So then I had to, even though Guatemala was an awesome choice, that was my second choice. So I had to do that just because I was not allowed to do the whole Kenya and Africa just because I had that disability that kind of stopped me or made people stop me because I was willing to do whatever it took to get that. What was it about Kenya? That, like, it was because so Guatemala seems hard too. Yeah, like, yeah, and you already yeah. been to India, which is even exactly. like... Yeah, it was just because I'm alone and... Was it the distance? And distance too. It was mm-hmm. far away and alone. So if anything ever happened, they couldn't quite help out or whatever. I see. Okay. So yeah, it was kind of hard to do that too. Because I was like, I always want to go to Africa. Why are you stopping me? Right. Well, you got a lot of years ahead of you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to do it someday. So yeah, someday, go. yeah. it's going to happen. So, um... So we've kind of talked about the whole CNA thing and then and then the barrier that you just mentioned as far as um, Kenya, but have those been the most challenging pieces that you've encountered or are there things that you feel like have been more difficult for you? Sometimes I'm a barrier to myself too because I kind of say that I can't do it first a little bit. My first reaction is, oh no, that's going to be hard. I can't do that type thing. And then I have to remind myself you can do whatever you can totally do that it just will take a little time in a different way how to do it but you can totally do it so I'm a barrier to myself sometimes and so I have to realize that I just have to do it and not really think about other things except how to do it so well that's self-awareness too right like you know that okay sometimes I limit myself right and (laughs) and the fact that you know that sometimes you do that and you've been able to be like, that's okay. Like self-tap, whatever you need to do, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay, Ali. We have, you know, I got this. And yeah. and then you just figure it out, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Yes. And some other barriers is transportation since I can't drive mm-hmm. because of my CP. It's pretty hard to ask people for help because mm-hmm. it's, it's just kind of an independence thing it's kind sure. of one of those stepping stones to right all that so my sister well, my little sister actually got her driver's license a couple of weeks ago and so she's been driving me which is awesome but That's then also great. it's super weird because she's your little sister she's my little <laughs> sister and i'm supposed to be the one who gets my driver's license first or yeah those kind of things that i have to do first type things i'm the bigger sister so it's right. kind of what society thinks was like supposed to happen type thing yeah Yeah. so it's always weird but I have to take advantage of that like yeah while she's around (laughs) and wants you to hang out with her (laughs) I I do think that learning to ask for help can really though like if you get comfortable with it can almost Mm -hmm. be an opportunity right oh my gosh right because it like I just feel like it's a way that you can um 
jump into a relationship with somebody. Like, mm-hmm. like you build a relationship with somebody when you start by saying, in vulnerability, can you help right. me accomplish this? Right. Yeah. And I think it's a really healthy and human thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And, and I think that, like, all humans need to get better at that because mm-hmm, for, sure. uh, for whatever reason, um, our society for for the past couple of years have been like, I can do this myself. I don't need you. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. how many times I'm like, I don't need you. I can do it myself. Right. Um, but then, you know, there's been a decline in a bunch of stuff in our society. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it is um, we don't necessarily have have that empathy to where we ask for help anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that it, there's a lot of power in that. And there's a lot of, on both sides, right? Like on the person that you're asking to, that you're asking for help from and from yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. 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 Right. Like I, I can look at times when I've been able to be vulnerable and ask for help as mm-hmm. some of the most like fruitful, important mm-hmm. things that I've ever done. So oh, yeah, totally. I would just say don't like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. <laughs> Do it all the time. Really that good. is hard. <laughs> what helps me is when people say, how can I help? Or mm-hmm. right. kind of offer it first. So then I don't so have to. Like, you ask. Yeah, yeah. But I still get that help. And then sometimes I just have to eat my own pride and just ask. For it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we don't have a lot of time left. We're kind of like ticking away the clock. Um, real quick. What uh, what advocacy type work have you done, whether for your like for yourself or in your community? Do you feel really proud about? So, hmm. if you want to, you can leave it as a cliffhanger, and you can yeah. just come back. Well, for me, just kind of traveling and just showing that somebody with limitations can do traveling and have that opportunity to just do whatever they put their minds to even though sometimes it's kind of the opposite of what people say but it's kind of just showing other areas of the world that even if you have something that's kind of holding you holding you back you can always just push through it and just help other people see what is good about you or what you actually really are and not just because you look a little different or need a little bit more help it kind of just shows you or other people that what you look like doesn't quite matter yeah mm-hmm. you're changing minds yeah. yeah right about even what it means yes. to have and hearts, and hearts. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah well i'd love to talk more um that we are we're, we're almost out of time so mm-hmm. Allie we mentioned that this happens to us a lot um would you be willing to come back and do number two like yeah, totally. okay good yay <laughs> yay all right so um thanks once again mm-hmm. for tuning in we're super excited to have all of our listeners here and to have them meet Allie thank you Allie for being with us such an honor we're so grateful um, check us out on Instagram. We have a really hot Instagram happening. Oh, Lots yeah. Lots of act like we have this great hashtag, hashtag living inclusion. If you have somebody in your life or you yourself are living inclusion and you would like to be featured on our Instagram, um, reach out to us because we would love to put you on there. Yes. Um, and we're on thing. Facebook. 
And you Facebook can, is for old people, we've been told. Yeah, children. And but for even older people, we have an email. Yeah. Love at gmail.com if you want to send us a message that way. See, we, we love mm-hmm. everybody all ages. Yeah. <laughs> we do not discriminate based on age. Although we don't do like TikTok or Twitter or oh, no, no, no. any of those things. Yeah, yeah. I don't, we, not even sure what no, all those no. are. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I can't even imagine doing, us doing a TikTok. I don't know what a TikTok is. Yeah. Well, okay, guys. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> um, and we will um, have you back next time to listen to what else Allie can share with us. So this is Hetty. And this is Tina. And this is Love and Inclusion in, in the, the Real, real world. world.